Welcome to episode 197 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. Nowadays, we juggle two versions of ourselves. That in-person experience and what's becoming every day more important, the online version of ourselves. So branding is really achieving consistency between those two experiences. In today's episode, we're talking about how you can create a professional personal brand. Got my good friend Phil Pallon on the show to talk about this. Let's get on with it just after this. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show, episode 197. This is the show that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through Confident Live Video, broadcasting on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And of course, this is a podcast that comes out every single Friday. If you haven't come across the podcast, then please do go to iag.me forward slash podcast. Well, just before I bring in my special guest today, just a few little housekeeping things. Uh, We are coming up to episode 200. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what we're going to do for episode 200. And basically, I'm going to be relaunching this show and this podcast. going to be doing some really cool things. I'm actually going to be doing a bit of rebranding as well. So I might be picking uh, Phil's ears or Phil's thoughts on this. Phil's ears? I don't know why I said that. Phil's thoughts. That's what you do. You You pick people's brains. It's one of those days. My brain's not working. So I'm thinking I might have a little bit of a gap of maybe two or three weeks while we get ready for that. So it's just to let you know, let me know what your thoughts are and what we should do for episode 200. That would be awesome. Well, let's see who we got uh, in the house at the moment. We have got Paul watching from Vancouver, Canada, the grammar detective. Great to see you, Paul. And we've got the fabulous Carl uh, from Carl's Bearded Banter saying, hello, great to see you. And uh, yeah, you you were here at episode 100. You won second prize, I think, wasn't it, Carl? In the big giveaway. Yeah, thank you, Carl. You're, you're bend his ears, pick his brain. I always mix my metaphors. That's the problem. Well, let's get on, let's get on with bringing in Phil. Phil Pallon is a personal branding expert and keynote speaker. His non-conventional approach to digital marketing and talent for social media has built him a global audience. As a brand strategist, Phil has advised hundreds of brands from over 30 countries, including a shark on Shark Tank, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, politicians, and some of the most important names in entertainment. A digital nomad and globetrotter, Phil has delivered speeches on five different continents and frequently appears as an expert contributor in media outlets around the world, including CNN, Access, Hollywood, and the Daily Mail. Welcome to the show, Phil! Oh, the applause, the metaphors. I, for one, like when you mix them up because it makes it unique and it makes them your own, Ian. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're very, very kind there. Uh, I, I will, I'm always mixing my metaphors, but I want to know, so you've been speaking on five different continents. 
When's uh, your your first gig in Antarctica to the Penguins? It's got to happen. I know. I know. Can you imagine? That would be a very small audience. I've had small <laughs> audiences before. Sometimes you never know. But um, I liked, you know this, Ian? I, I tend to be, I'm a little finicky with weather. So Antarctica is not really one of my dream locations. I can see why other people might want to go there, but I prefer sunshine, as I say, in January, in a t-shirt from Florida which is where I'm based. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you're in Florida, but uh, you are not from the USA, are you? So, so tell us a little bit about your background and also like how we met as well, because we were talking about this just before the break. We met back in, well, I'm not going to tell you. you. You already know that. Let's uh, let's talk about it. Okay, sure. So I grew up in Canada. I'm Canadian still. I have my green card. That's how I'm able to live here and work here. But uh, I've spent a lot of time, I'd say, I guess I've been at this for about 11 years. You met me when I was speaking at New Media Europe. Our friends Mike and Isabella Russell used to run this amazing conference, and that's where we met. I spoke. That was one of my first international speaking engagements, and I've been a brand strategist for, yeah, 11 years, helping people position build and promote their brands. And I say people more than companies. I think that's what makes me unique. Not necessarily in the landscape now. There's lots of people who specialize in personal branding. There are photographers that specialize in personal branding. That's now a thing. In 2011, it wasn't as much of a thing. So it's pretty unique that I have done this in terms of focusing on branding people for over a decade. That's awesome. So we we started our businesses roughly the same time. I was about 2011 as well. And yeah, uh, New Media Europe, those those were the days, 2015. And, and uh, that was in Manchester. So you, were you in Manchester or was it London? Which I was in both. I, was yeah, in you both. Th- I, I thought both you were years. both. So yeah. Yep. So uh, that's cool. Just to look at the comments. So like uh, Carl is saying, no, we are not 100 shows older already. We are. We've got somebody watching on Facebook. I don't know who you are, unfortunately, because Facebook saying good afternoon from uh, Toronto. And all these Canadians. I know. We've got all the Canadians in the house today. And Paul has got some lots of questions. So we, well, I think we need to get started with this, with personal branding, because it's really interesting what you said about focusing on, on the people, because... I know that I'm not alone here. I have this kind of feeling of I want to show myself as this company. It's this kind of, because if I'm just a person, then other businesses might not take me so seriously. Or that used to be my thought. I don't think that anymore. But do you, is that a common thought? And and how do you, as a brand strategist, talk to your clients about that? So I don't think anyone is surprised or even this idea of personal branding, I don't know how how new that concept is for people now that it's been around for quite a while, but I still, Ian, encounter friction or people who say, oh, well, that's not for me. My job is selling insurance. Why would I need a personal brand? And I would challenge you uh, or anyone that believes that, not you, you have a business built around your yourself like I do. I would challenge anyone that that pushes back on that. I don't think in 2023, got that one right, uh, I don't think you have the choice anymore to have a personal brand. You have one. If people are typing your name into Google, they're looking for information on you. People are trying to get the dirt. They're trying to get info. They're trying to get context. They're trying to get motivation to hire you, to contact you, right? You have a personal brand. Even if your job is selling insurance, 
we juggle two versions of ourselves, the in-person experience, which is you and I had the privilege of being together in real life. Now we don't take that for granted after the last few years in November. But you and I also can exist digitally. This is very close to real life. It's not quiet. We have a camera that I'm looking into. We have the internet that connects us and you got a camera on your end. But but technology really exists to like help us recreate the in-person experience. Nowadays, we juggle two versions of ourselves, that in-person experience and what's becoming every day more important, the online version of ourselves. So branding is really achieving consistency between those two experiences. That's really helpful. So Paul is saying here, so he, he's been really looking forward to the show, which is awesome. He's been struggling to grow his brand as a business for years, trying to figure out the niche, the brand, the value, etc. Uh, and he's also saying, uh, I have often considered hiring a coach, but not sure what type mm. of coach can help me. And that's really interesting because I'm in the process of looking to work with a coach as well. I think, I think often we're too close to our own business and our brand. What are your thoughts on, on that? Do you think that is the case that we can we sometimes need outside help to look in at what we're doing? And, and when it comes to our personal brand, what should we do when it comes to that? Yeah, good question. Call it what you want. I mean, sometimes people refer to it as a coach, a strategist. I will sometimes call it an accountability partner. In a situation where you've built a brand around yourself, I like to remember this you hear your own voice differently than other people hear your voice, right? Because you are in your body. You are living the experience. I often describe the work that we do. We aren't necessarily coaches. We're strategists, but it's the same kind of thing in terms of holding up a mirror in front of you saying, hey, here's what I hear. Here's what I see. Now, my focus on personal branding, right? Positioning your brand, building something to show for it and promoting it. Social media strategy is a big part of what I do because I work with people, right? So so holding up, that's my job is to hold up that mirror and say, hey, here's here's what I see. Here's maybe the order that I, you know, based on my experience in working with people in all different industries, here's what I would tackle first. Here's your number one priority based on your business goal. I often say, even before hiring a coach or a strategist or someone to help you, make sure you're crystal clear, as far as you can go on your own, make sure you're clear on your business goal. And if you're not clear, then that coach will probably prioritize that as item number one on the list. What's your goal? What's your goal in all of this? You wanna create a new website, great. What's the goal? Why? Any kind of coach in any aspect of your life. Right now, I'm I'm doing a fitness. I started this week a fitness and a nutrition plan. That has nothing to do with branding, but I have a coach. And the very first question he said, tell me, Phil, specifically, what is your goal? Right? Specifically, numbers. And I approach my work in the same way. You got to get specific. What is your goal? And that's going to make working with a coach a whole lot easier and more effective. Yes, yeah, so important to think about those big goals. You know, what is what's the point of this? I mean, sometimes it can be enjoyment, but you know, if you've got a business, you're wanting to generate money, but what's that for? What 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 is the goal? The ultimate goal mm -hmm. in your business. And and sometimes you might need a a coach to help tease that out. 
it's really interesting Definitely. what you said about you know personality and so many people they get into their 40s and 50s and they still really don't know who they are i mean people struggle yeah. with that and so like when it comes to your business and because we're multifaceted like what aspects of you do you want to amplify with your personal brand so carl's got a great question and maybe you can kind of come into those questions that I mentioned about, you know, which parts of you do we do we kind of put forwards in our brand? But his question's a really simple one. What does branding a person actually mean? I mean, what does it mean? I think I touched on this in, in my own definition, but I'll take it a step further. Uh, what does branding a person mean? I mean, it sets you up, the exercise of it sets you up for success, I think, to achieve whatever those business goals are. It's entirely possible nowadays to build a brand, build a business as a person, right? On Instagram this morning, I posted a reel giving my formula when I break this down into a science for Carl and for everyone listening. Content is what you say. And you brought up a second ago, personality. Personality is the unique way that you and only you deliver that content. And personality is what keeps people coming back for more, right? Content, what you say, personality, the unique way that you and only you deliver that content. Those are the two kind of variables with every single person as a brand. So why would we do personal branding? I mean, think about your goals. Think about how you enjoy spending your time. It is my goal, it is my mission on planet Earth to help as many people as possible identify what is they love to do and pair that thing with something others need and ideally are willing to spend money on so we can turn this into a business, create a, you know, a livelihood out of it, doing something that brings you joy. And I know you feel the same way about your job as I do. I absolutely love my job. And let me tell you why I love it because I do what I want. I don't sit here and write 10,000 word blog posts. Thankfully, nowadays, or certainly the direction things are going, we have technology, we have AI to help us with that. I like to talk, I don't like to write. But I, as part of my job, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting at my home office in sweatpants, can't see them, but you gotta trust me, literally on my own schedule, talking to you through a camera, sharing ideas, this is my job. Obviously, there's other parts to my job, but I have created a career really that has so many elements, layers of it, doing things that fulfill me. And that's the joy of personal branding. It's taking inventory of what do you love? That on its own is a hobby. How do we pair what you love with something others need? I'll finish this with this. The best online branding recreates the in-person experience. What makes you great? What makes you memorable? What is your goal, right? How can we use the web, the digital real estate that we have to achieve consistency? Really good stuff there. And this excites me. I think it excites a lot of people watching and listening as well. So Paul says, thank you. I love the idea of holding up the mirror. He also says, on our own, it's hard to, to know what, if anything, we have to offer. And I, I don't know about you, Phil, but I went through this this like moment in my 20s, I think it was, when I just didn't know. I'd like, what are my strengths? What am I good at? And sometimes we're just we're too close to ourselves. We need that help from 
from other people. Martin, I think I assume this is Martin Buckland. He says, hallelujah, I know who I am. Well done. That's great. Now you've answered my next question, which was, well, partially answered it, which was what does having a standout personal brand do? I, you've worked with loads and loads of people. Almost you 350 get... clients in 11 yeah. years. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. So I just wonder whether you could give some examples of, and you don't necessarily need to name any names, you know, but just I'm interested, like the the kind of the before and the after. So somebody who didn't have a particularly solid personal brand before, and what their brand did for them. What was the point of it? What were the benefits of having a strong professional personal brand? Oh, yeah. I love this question. I also, I try to answer it differently every time someone asks me for a before and after or an example of someone I've worked with. There are so many. I have almost 70 projects on my website that I don't necessarily show the before because that's someone else's work and that's not very nice of me to go, hey, look how much better mine is than theirs. Or if the client did it themselves, which is often the case. Uh, but I have lots of afters, almost 70 projects on my website. So philpallon.co slash projects. But yeah, on my website, the first page, projects. And there I have almost 70 uh, examples of the types of clients that he work with. So public speakers, coaches and consultants, we're talking about coaches. I work with a lot of coaches, uh, you know, food brands, um, uh, hospitality, nutritionists, jewelry designers, media personalities. I've worked in over a decade with a lot of different industries, which makes it interesting for me to jump industry to industry. But a lot of the things that I observe and the advice I give is the same, right? So, so an example of someone that comes to mind who really benefited from the exercise, there are lots, but there's one on my website that I'll, I'll describe. Her name is Kate Payne. She's under coaches and consultants, uh, that category. And Kate came to us hesitant about the idea of personal branding. That's why I'm bringing her up in this conversation. She was like, well, I obviously, you know, I have to brand as a company so people take me seriously. Doesn't that sound familiar, Ian? And we, we said to her, no, Kate, people hire you for you. They come to you because of your perspective, your way, your experience, your way of doing things. And so we really need to capitalize on the human element of your brand. That's you. It's you. You are the reason, you know? And so, and so okay, okay, I trust you. So we got photos done. We built her website. The website for me is the part that I'm the most involved with in a, in a branding project. I've got an amazing team. Uh, most of my team members have worked with me for over five, six years. So they're lifers, which is super cool. Very small team. We all have our kind of our roles. I pretend I'm Picasso. So by the time that I make a website and code and design and layout, my colleague Lauren writes the copy. We work with a, with a photographer, wherever the client is. My designer, Kostya, has done a really beautiful brand identity, and I get to just bring in all these elements together and create something awesome. Kate said after we launched her website, within six months, she said, my business has tripled, and there's no other explanation for it than my brand, my website, this new me. So if we unpack that, it's more than just, oh, look at how beautiful my website is. It's also reflected in Kate's confidence, right? As a brand, her ability to go, you know what? Yes, I am a business. I am a brand. It's clarity in her services and what I would often describe as access points. How can people access you, right? Is it one-on-one? -on -one? Is it group coaching? Is it digital downloads? 
speaking on stage, virtual. What are those access points? And how do we clearly outline to someone, this is how I can serve you and this is what it costs and these are the details, right? So the website for us, like I'm really excited by the output of the website, the physical, the tangibleness of a website that anyone in the world can go to. But I got to say, it's the exercise of making one that's actually more important than the output because it, it, it forces you to think through, how do I want to be perceived by someone? We get to craft that. And that's why I, with so much enthusiasm, talk about my work. Every single day, I, I, I get to be involved with helping someone craft their first impression. And that's so cool. That must be so exciting to see that and to see that growth. And I loved what you said about confidence because I totally agree with you. When I rebranded, when I created, when I commissioned the branding that I've got for this show and, and the videos, it, it's kind of weird, but it did give me more confidence. And you kind of think, mm -hmm. well, why would that be? I think it also makes you more memorable. So with so many people creating content these days, how do you stand out with so many coaches yes. and consultants out there? How do you stand out? And if your brand is memorable, then that helps you stand out. And I think also the clarity you said, what was the word that you used? These, it wasn't touch points or these access points. I think access points. Access yeah. points, yeah. And this has been, I'm going to be totally transparent and honest about this. This is something that I've really struggled with in my business is I don't think I do a particularly good job at it expressing and explaining what it is that I do and my offer. I don't think I do a good job at my access points. And I think that is one of the things I'm really focusing on this year, being much better at explaining that uh, on the website. And it's that was I found that fascinating because my next question to you, Phil, was going to be, what does personal branding cover? And so I and I've got here. Well, it surely it includes like fonts, colors, photos, logos. I haven't actually put websites, but yeah, websites. But you're expanding a lot more on, on what that is. So how would you kind of fully answer that question? What does a personal brand cover? And then I'm going to come back to Carl's got, Carl and uh, Paul have got some great questions that I want to come back to. Great. We'll come back to those. You actually just described in completion, I would say the second vertical of my business, or let's call it access point. You like that, Ian? So we're going to use those. But I work with clients in, in three phases, right? Positioning their brand. So that's doing the work that we've touched on today. Positioning. How are you different from your competitors? Who are your brand heroes? What does your visual brand look like? Right? People don't know. I don't, you know, I don't have a favorite color. Great. Walk over to your closet and pull out the 10 outfits that make you feel the best. Lay them out on your bed and take a photo of it and then tell me what you see in that photo when you pull it up. Certain colors that are repeated or certain designs or textures, let that inspire your visual brand, right, online. So you described, I think, the, the area where, I have to say, we probably shine the most, which is that second one, build. Positioning is absolutely essential. It's like building a house, right? before we can stage the house and we can build it, we need to figure out where it's going to go. So that's the most important first step. The second step is building something to show for your brand after you've identified your positioning. So it starts for me with photography, which people go, really? You would start taking photos? Yeah, because you know we have to find a photographer that we trust that can deliver what we need, the vision that we have. But good photography can inspire 
the rest of the branding process. So for example, an outdated profile photo on social media, like that's like showing up to a wedding in pajamas, in my opinion nowadays. Like, let's be serious, right? It means that you don't take your brand online seriously. You don't take yourself seriously. Good photography is a really important investment. I'd say it's more important than a logo. For now, if you're launching a business, you're not going to hire someone like me. Put your name, you know, until you show, until you prove to yourself what we would call proof of concept, that there's demand for your business, that it can grow, that people need it, that it's something that fulfills you. Put your brand name in a font for now before you design an intricate logo. But brand photography is the most important part of the build. So that's where I start because so many aspects of it inspire the rest of the build. So photography, brand identity, and that's more than just a logo. Within that, we're talking about multiple logos, right? Your logo is going to show up in different ways. And one of your graphics, Ian, for this show, when it shows us side by side, you've got your logo up top and it's written horizontally and it fills up the space really nicely. For me, I don't have room for my name you know, written out back here. So I use my mark on the wall. I have about six or seven different versions of my logo, depending on different uses and where it's going to go. And then we would call those logo lockups. So you need logos, you need color, you need typography. How many colors? I don't know how detailed you want me to go, but I'm just going to give an overview. Go, of each. go, go, go. Generally between three and five colors, you want a white, a light, a bold, a dark and a black. And I say a white and a black, not necessarily pure white and black. On a screen, it can be a bit stark. So I typically, when I do black in a, in a color palette, it's normally a super dark gray, not quite a full black. But yeah, colors, I'd say between three and five. What else? Typography, you need a header font and a body font, generally. So I normally will have two to three fonts, just depending on what a client needs and how we want them to show up. And then you have to think about how's your brand going to look in real life on a business card or physical signage or there that's physical. That's physical, isn't it? Now, you know, I'm a branding and wait, there we go. Now, you know, I'm a branding enthusiast. When and you, you might have to explain, tattooed. yeah, yes, explain to the a, podcast, podcast listeners what's happening here. <laughs> I'm showing up my wrist, uh, to the camera because I have my logo tattooed on my wrist. Um, that, that my is colleague commitment. Lauren was, that is commitment. commitment. Phil. My, yeah. my colleague Lauren was like, Oh, thank God. Now he won't keep rebranding put that energy into clients instead of our rebrands. It's true. I haven't rebranded since then. You want to think about how your brand's going to show up online in the email signature, website, header, social media, all different places that it can show up online. And then in, in, in print physical, which I just gave a few examples, that's the build. And then that final stage I'll do super quickly. That's like social media. It's really anything to stick a for sale sign out front of that brand that you've worked hard to build that house. How do we, how do we sell it? I love the idea of starting with photographs. I don't think that is what most people would think, as you said. It's not. Uh, and it's interesting because looking back, I, I I didn't do this deliberately, but I had this really good friend who took photographs and they're, they're still what I use today, uh, which reminds me this year I need to get some new ones because they were they were back in 2016. They're, t they're too old. I need, it's you know, time. 
it's definitely well overdue. But, you're, but, but also, Ian, you talked a second ago about your confidence as a brand going yeah. through that exercise, and your brand feels very confident to me. You also understand branding. You understand the merits of branding. Yeah. You show up with your exact color of red. Even your glasses are super unique you know, and identifiable as you. And if I saw those glasses sitting on a table, I would go, those are Ian's glasses. We have a mutual friend, Kim Garst, who's just, I met her last year for the first time and she's just one of the loveliest people I've ever met on the planet. By the way, she had really wonderful things to say about you. Um, Kim is similar, right? She's got a brand, she's got her glasses, she's got her color, and that's that's taking yourself seriously as a brand. And it's cool when you arrive at this point where you have the confidence to go, you know what, I am something, I am this. And to be able to put that into words is even more exciting. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Carl, for being so patient. Uh, but I did want to ask Phil those things. Uh, and we're going to get onto a question about tools in a minute, because that's I, I love tools and technology. But uh, I know you do. So Paul is uh, he's asking, so well, uh, there are so many variables, websites, SEO, YouTube, social media, coaching, courses, etc., in a business. And like I can almost feel the overwhelm <laughs> in mm -hmm. his voice there, because there's so much. Does a brand strategist help pull all of these pieces together? I think that's a really interesting question because, like, basically, are you the savior to all of us who are kind of like got so many things all over the place? Uh, yes. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I have no idea what other brand strategists do. I think I saw that title in 2013 on LinkedIn and thought, oh, that's a good title. I don't pay a lot of attention to like my competitors or what other people are doing in my industry because I've got my plate full with people that need my help and I focus on providing a service that gives them clarity. That's the long answer. The short answer would be yes. This brand strategist certainly focuses on removing overwhelm. So branding is my arena. I'm have fitness on the mind because it's, you know, January at the time that we're doing this live and recording. And when I walk into a gym without some kind of structure or guidance, I feel so much stress. That is not the place I want to be. But even this morning, I did my workout all on my own. So proud of myself. And my trainer, who's virtual, you know, gave me a very specific list of what to do. I even had to film myself to be able to, you know, give feedback. That's what we do. When you hire someone, you're hiring an expert that's super confident, has authority in the area that you need help. And that's the, that's the merit of it. The downside is you have to pay for it because that's how we make a living. The upside is you can probably have a really beautiful final result if you do what you're told. <laughs> Not all of my clients necessarily do what they're told, but a lot of them do. And I've noticed, Ian, in a decade of working, the two qualities that my clients have that are almost guaranteed for success is trust. Trust in me, trust in my team, the advice that we give you, the framework to follow. And then the second would just be um, positivity, a good attitude, being excited and finding the joys. Not all of it is joyful, trust me. People hate getting their picture taken. But if we can find joy in the process, those are the two qualities I've seen have led to the most success, most successful final product. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely imagine. Uh, Paul is saying I'm constantly overwhelmed and often discouraged. 
I hear you. You are not alone, Paul. I think we've all gone through periods of that in a, in our, our time. But you know, there is help, and we, we really hope that this episode today is, is helping you. And of course, we we do know somebody who can help. Carl <laughs> is saying so. I have my, so his brand is Carl's Bearded Banter, posting to YouTube and Facebook my own content, beard products, and advice with a bit of fun and a few competitions. But personally, I do not sell any products. Can I be branded? I mean, you already have a brand, Carl. Um, so I think we we know the answer to that. But um, yeah, Carl, what's your, what's your view on a, that? It's a great question. People often think, oh, well, I don't have a physical product. Is this a brand or is it just a hobby of mine? You know what? I do something um, pretty unique. I post twice a week on YouTube, although I did once a week this month because it's January and we're easing back into the year. And then February, I get back to doing posting two videos a week on YouTube for free that help people with resources. That, you know, having done that now for a few years, I get a lot from the exercise of creating videos, researching, becoming really, I think, an expert, almost like a pilot, you know, doing their hours to train. For me, I have this kind of thing in my schedule that keeps me accountable, that keeps me learning, that keeps me sharing and growing. Uh, my email list has grown to over 30,000 in three years. And I don't sell a lot, Carl, to my email list. But guess what? Brands will come to me and say, hey, would you be willing to put our brand in front of your audience? And that, my friends, is not free. And I have a lot of brands that do it, right? It's a win-win. I get paid. I also, you know, my audience gets free resources. So just because your brand is rooted in providing value for free doesn't mean you can't monetize it. Yeah, definitely. Well, we are almost out of time. And I want to get on to the bit that we're both excited about, which is what are your tools of the trade? So what oh, are the gosh. tools that you use and what would you recommend? And yeah, we don't have five hours, unfortunately, but uh, you tell us like your, your favorite ones when it comes to personal branding, but maybe beyond as well. Let me give you my favorite tools. This is one of my favorite questions because actually on YouTube, I get to satisfy my inner geek and I work with a lot of super cool brands to try out their products and to create content that promotes it. So in terms of branding, my number one tool for self-starters, people that want to actually take action on some of the things that Ian and I have talked about today, the number one tool I can recommend for you is Adobe Express. For those of you watching, I have a little pillow over here. Ian and I are both very proud Adobe Express ambassadors, but there's never been a tool like this that is so sophisticated. It comes from Adobe, which is obviously the leading software in the creative worlds, design worlds. There's never been a tool that has democratized brand building in this way. I get super, super excited about it. Let me tell you where to go if you don't have a logo. You go to Adobe Express Logo Maker. It will ask you three questions. What's your business name and a slogan if you have one? Choose a style, so bold, decorative, colorful, modern. It'll give you a few styles choose one and then using AI, it's gonna actually already start to create designs for you using Adobe fonts, using Adobe Express, which brings in a lot of the amazing features and integrations from other Adobe apps, popular ones like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, et cetera, uh, Acrobat. So that's the best tool to get started right away. 
Uh, I recommend going to my Instagram, instagram.com slash philpallon. I have a lot of posts that teach you how to do this on my Instagram and obviously on YouTube, but that would be my number one tool. I love, oh, I love all kinds of tools. I love ConvertKit for email marketing. The reason I love it is that it strips down all the design, right? An email that looks super designed feels like junk mail that we throw out. We rip it in half and throw it in the garbage and don't even look at it. Your email should feel like a normal email, in my opinion, as an individual personal brand creator, right? It should feel like an email, plain text style emails. Doesn't mean you can't have visuals, but I love ConvertKit for that reason. Uh, what are some other tools that I like? Oh, I have so many, Ian. Um, I post them all the time, almost every day on platforms like Instagram and YouTube. So when in doubt, you need a tool for something specific, type my name and then that need, and there's probably something that'll come up I've, for you. I've put you on the spot, haven't I, with all of these things? But yeah, No, definitely. I love it. I have. I could list 100, yeah. but you said yeah. we're at the end of the show, so I'm only choosing I know, two. I know. You, you, you're too kind. Well, yeah, Adobe Express is awesome. And I, I have to say... I've not played around with the the logo maker, so I, I'm excited about playing around with that after after the show. And I know there's there's loads of other tools that we could talk about, Ecamm Live, you know, all those kind of things. I but love let's it, yeah. let's yep, that's we, we love right that. Now. But we are out of time, so um, people can find you. You've mentioned lots of different things. There's the so it's philpallon.co forward slash projects for the projects, and also we've got philpallon.co forward slash yes. freebies. So what's it? The freebies. Tell us about the freebies. Yeah, so here I have lots of digital downloads that I've created and just made available for free. Some of these, my most popular one is 100 Evergreen Content Ideas, has been downloaded over 24,000 times. I have lots of individual worksheets, ebooks, resources there that will help you on your journey to identifying your personal brand. I have a brand positioning statement worksheet, I have brand archetypes, all kinds of things there that some of them are more technical, some of them are really simple. One is as simple as like six questions that will help you position your brand more effectively. Lots of, of resources over there and they're all free. Awesome. Well, you can't get better than that. They're free. Check out free. Phil's website, philpallon.co. And also you can stalk him in a nice way on all the socials, Instagram. Is Instagram your kind of favorite? Where, where do you prefer to hang out these days, Phil? Yeah, Instagram is the one where I open, definitely the app I open the most. I'm not as crazy about TikTok. I don't go to Facebook these days unless I have to message you on Messenger. Um, for me, yeah, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and Pinterest. Those are those are my three favorites. Awesome. Well, they are very visual tools. Well, thank you so much, Phil. It's been great to have you on the show. It's been, been really awesome. So do check out Phil at his website. But we are out of time. I'm trying to do a much better job at uh, just making our shows a little bit shorter, pack more into them. Uh, that's that's the idea. Let me know what you think about that. Do check out the podcast, iag.me forward slash podcast. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. I wanna have a pro personal brand. Have a pro personal